Welcome to Bros Before CEOs, the podcast that believes you can love your job by increasing your career capital through learning rare and valuable skills. Join us this week as we discuss how building a network is a skill that you can get better at and why it is invaluable to your success in your career. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. It's the Bros Before CEOs podcast. Bro, I'm not your bro, bro. If for 10 years, if you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do. I think people can choose to be not ordinary. You're not everything you could be, and you know it. Bro, take it easy, okay? All right, welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking all about building network. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring this topic up um, part of it is because I like talking about things on the podcast that I want to get better at so I feel like my network is directly correlated to a lot of my success and it's something that and I don't it'd be interesting to get your thought on this but it's something that I worked on really hard and did a good job with and I feel like I have put less time into building my network because now I'm kind of it's almost like as your net, it's like a snowball effect, you know, as my network has gotten better, it's easier to grow my network. And so I've continued to grow my network and meet some really interesting people that have helped me out, but I've put less intentionality behind it over the last couple of years than I have um, in the previous points in my life. And so that's something that I've been challenged with. And I've started uh, trying to be intentional about growing my network, not from just an organic perspective, but actually like being intentional behind it. And so I'm excited to talk about this. Um, because I do believe that it is a skill that you can build, and I think that it is something that is uh, vital to your success, both personally and professionally. So what do you think about networks, Tim? Well, well, let me ask you this. Why why didn't you put an emphasis on this in the early part of your career, especially in real estate? I feel like real estate no, is all No, I'm saying I put, I put more intentionality and emphasis on it long, like earlier in my career, and now my network is still expanding, but it's more expanding like organically and naturally. So I'm putting less like intentionality on how to grow my network because it's just kind of like the more okay. people you know, the more people introduce you, you know, well, to other people. Let's define network, professional. Well, I don't know. When you think about a network in a work sense or professional sense, like define it. Um, yeah. So I think it's people that like, I guess a simple on the spot definition would be like people that will take my call that I can be beneficial to and they can be beneficial to me. And one thing that has really helped me over the last four years, so it's not that I haven't been growing my network over the four years, I've just kind of like, I guess, gotten better at it naturally. And 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 so it's like, I've ignored some of the things that I could be doing. And I want to share like a quick story in a little bit about one a quick a recent win that I had that kind of prompted me to have this conversation. But one thing that's crazy about the last four years, especially in my current role, is a lot of my network that I've grown, like location, like location doesn't matter. Like I have yeah. several people in my network now because I travel for work that I see three, four, five times a year. Some like some of the people in my network I see more than my like college friends that I text every yeah, day. Hundred percent. But they live in Arizona or mm-hmm. California or Texas, and we just get together at certain events. Because you, you see know, them on the trade show circuit. Yeah, yeah. Or and so circuit. yeah, so it's cool. So it's like they're friends that I see as much as my college friends, yeah. but they live three thousand miles away. And to me, I think that's something that I've taken for granted. Because, and and I think you're probably similar, so this would be interesting, but like, I remember my best friend growing up, when I moved 15 minutes away in fourth grade, it was like, tearful, our friendship is over. Because where I grew up, like, it was the next city, and we stopped going to the city we moved from, and it was like, from Clemens to Winston. 
Yeah, that like that's the community I grew up in of like you 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 are surrounded by the people that are in your immediate vicinity. One because you're a child and so you don't have transportation, and two that's how my family lived. Yeah, we didn't like other than beach trips and stuff. Like I wasn't like I didn't travel a ton. Yeah, and so I think now that's something that's like it's like the gradually then all of a sudden like I gradually started expanding my network geographically, and then all of a sudden I have. I could go to a lot of states and a lot of places and have somewhere to crash or have someone I could go visit and, and write off a dinner as a business expense, maybe, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. I was definitely different in that. As a, I, we lived internationally as a kid and then I had uh, relatives all over the East coast. So when we would vacation, we wouldn't vacation. We would go and visit relatives. Yeah. So like we were all, I mean, how I many 15 hour car rides I did as a kid growing up but I got to see the whole East coast. It was all East coast from like, you know, yeah. I've been on every state on the East coast, except for Maine. I still need to go to Maine. I need to go to Maine. We tried to go to Maine this summer. We ended up going to Chicago because it's like four times cheaper to fly to Chicago and stay in a nice hotel downtown than go to Portland, Maine. Yeah. Maine's expensive. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I, th- that's the main area of the country. I actually haven't been to is the like Northeast. Mm. So I've been in New York city, been to Jersey, but like, I haven't been to Northwest. So I haven't been to Washington or Oregon. Yeah, I haven't Oregon, been to a lot of the Northwest. Northwest. Idaho, Dakotas, all that. I haven't been there. But so, yeah, network is something that I think came really naturally to me and that my personality type is I'm going to go and meet a bunch of people and win them over and be friends. Now, tying that to commercial success, I don't think I really got until my later years. And then also in my later years when I started thinking about coaching. And so I had paid coaches for a while. And I also had um, people that I could go get breakfast with locally that were super great where I could just like talk about problems or issues or concerns with. And, you know, even this conversation right now is making me think, shoot, I should probably text one or two of these guys that have been super impactful for me and make an effort. Um, I think part of it is a network So maybe it's someone that you can't do commercial stuff with, but it is really good to sit down and talk to someone who is removed from your company and your team and to talk about just stuff with. And there's actually, it's kind of like counseling in some ways. Like we sit down and you just talk and you verbally process things. I think there's there's a value and, and you never know what could happen. You know, I maintained a relationship in my network and, and it ended up with a career change for me. Yeah. You know, so there's, you never know what could happen. So for maybe people who are listening that haven't put in intentionality behind it, and I want, what I want to do is I want to explain the why and then the how uh, for networking. So like, for me, I'm the opposite. I don't have that uh, natural like woo, like winning others over. Like I'm more of like a one-on-one guy. Like I'm not, I don't like big crowds and meeting new people and shaking hands. And, and sometimes I'm, not in my strength zone in those situations. So why is it important? If someone's early in their career, or they're looking to make a change in career, they don't really know where they're at. Why is this an important, like why is this career capital that's valuable um, in having like a good network? Like how has it impacted your life? Well, first of all, I find a lot of fun out of this like people. Yeah. So like my worst fear is going to an event and being an unknown. So like I got to make myself known. So and that snowballs. So like event number one is the introductions. And then you work on those in between events. And then event number two, you got someone to go talk to. And then number, event number three, you become friends. And by event number six, you're like being invited to the parties. 
that no one else knows about, but you are, and you're on the inside text group, et cetera. And that's where I like really thrived from a fun perspective. But then also like if there, you had mutual customers or you had to want to have a project or you have, you want to validate an idea. If they're like a thought leader in the space, I think that became interesting. Um, so that became valuable. So like early on before, like running companies, meeting other business leaders by traveling, like how did, like what was like your first like seed of building a network and what was the impact like back in the day? Well, let's like think pro- about from this. a professional stance, the first seed of building a network. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, the first trade show I went to, I I was trying to meet people and there were people that were like the cool kids. Now, granted, I was leading a company at the time. And so I was like, I kind of had like a badge, like I had an excuse. I wasn't like a nobody. So I had a business card. Like, and by that, I meant I could go up and make an introduction. And it wasn't just like, hi, I'm a random person. It's like, hey, I'm running this thing over there. And that was a leg up for sure. Um, But yeah, when I would go to an event, I would be intentional about going and talking to people. Oh, and then frankly... Uh, frankly, I would talk to my customers about things that they're also customers of. And then I would shoot emails and then I would be preemptive. Like I I remember emailing before events, like, Hey, I'm going to be here. I'd really like to meet you. And I would schedule lunches. Yeah. And so that I did that a lot. I was scheduling lunches. I was scheduling dinners. I was like, Hey, I'm going to be here. You're an interesting person. This, I dropped a name. Joe Schmo said we should meet. Would you be willing to talk? And then even if they didn't respond to me, I would still go up to them and give them the same message. So like you have to be okay with people blowing you off and then you have to be okay with like really persisting in that. But I was doing that from like a, like a, I want to be someone in the space, not necessarily like who can help me. So it was a little bit more of a selfish motivation in that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think also asking the question like, Hey, like what, what kinds of things do you have going on? How could I help with? Like, I want to learn, like really coming from a, from a part, from a posture of humility. Yeah. And if you come from a posture of humility, like people will want to tell you what they know. If you come like, how teach me, I'm new. I'm a young kid leading this thing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it yeah. in the space. What can I know? What can I, you know? And, you know, take the check, you know, <laughs> like spend the money, take the check and, and buy the drinks. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one time when I was working with a startup, we were talking about raising money from investors. A guy gave a good piece of advice that kind of translates to building a network. And he said, if you ask for money, you get advice. If you ask for advice, you get money. And so it's like having that posture of like, how can you help? So one thing that helps me, because I'm a a little different, like when I go to a a party or an event or a show or go to speak somewhere or a mastermind, I I share the this similar uh, thing to you, which um, you said you fear being an unknown. Mm-hmm. So like it, our execution is so different than that because I've seen, like I always say when we go to shows, like you're the shotgun, I'm the sniper. Like you're really good at making everyone in the room feel like they're your friend. So my, my execution to that of like, I don't want to be unknown either is I say, I want everyone to have an opinion of me. And if 70% of the room has a negative opinion of me, I'm okay with that because I want to then focus on the 30% that like me. So in other words, like make a statement, you know, get up and speak, do something that is, is makes me stand out a little bit. And then maybe half the room's like, ugh, I don't like what he had to say, or I don't like how he went about that. But the people that did appreciate it, like, it's like, that's how I'm going to hook. That's how I'm going to like find my network and hook. And so what I do instead of 
um, you were saying like, you know, you find like who your customers are customers of or whatever. If, if you go back and listen to our uh, hiring episode on like making a missing person, like the missing person report, like who you're looking for, for a hire. That's always my starting point for networking. It's like, what areas am I looking to grow and who is really good at that? And I take this personally, like from, you know, personal as well. Like if I want to get really good at mountain biking, then maybe I'll say like, who is really good at mountain biking that I can go connect with and ride with and learn with. Or if I want to get better at sales or I want to get better at, you know, employee retention or something like that. It's like, I'm going to make a missing persons report. So that way, when I go and I meet people, I can say, this is specifically what I'm looking to grow in. Who do you know that's really good at this? And people love to be connectors. That's like something that I think is like a natural inclination that people have is like, because one of the main, one of the main like drivers, not maybe main, but a big driver for a lot of people is raising their status. And so if you have a need and I know someone in my network that can fill that need and I connect you, it makes me feel like I have a higher status with you. And so I, uh, that's kind of my avenue when I'm trying to build my network is go to someone that I already know and say, this is what I'm looking to get better at. This is what I'm looking to do. Who do you know that I should talk to? And then they usually can be like, oh, point to this or maybe make an introduction. And I just did that this week with, there's a company that doesn't integrate with us well. And I've I've reached out to them like several times. It's very frustrating because my team reached out to them and then I finally started reaching out to them and they're just ghosting us. And so then I saw one of our clients post that they just did a partnership with this company. So I reached out to the client. I was like, hey, I need to get in touch with someone at this company. Who do you know there that you can directly like connect us with? He like wrote this long email about how like much he loves our company and how much he's working with our company and how important our partnership is and how he's partnering with them and it's important for us to work well together for their partnership to work and like copied me on the email and guess what they reached out now we have a meeting and when you saw you saw them post I saw him, I saw him post on Facebook like announcing well so let's talk about social media clients and how does that impact network because I know a lot of people are like no I do not keep at work and social media are totally separate. And I don't keep clients or staff on social media. Yeah, that's interesting. And there's probably valid points for some people for that from their experiences. But I would say if you go back to the last episode about like adaptive work and like really enjoying work and finding purpose in work and having potential in work, all of my social media, I'm the same person at work with my employees as I am when I go travel and I network as I am with my small group that I lead as I am with my friend group. And so all of my social media is all me all the time. And so what that means is all of my clients all of my partners, all of my friends, all of my, you know, community group, they're all seeing the same version of me on social media. Yeah. But also I choose to live my life fairly business forward. So it it works out for me. I would say connecting with client, it depends on the kind of client you have. Yeah, for sure. At a minimum LinkedIn, but if you can get bridge the gap and enter into the Facebook relationship, you really can get a lot of insight because you saw that post, for instance, because that person was business focused on social media and they right. made a post about something and then that got the connection. And some people do business pages and, and things like yeah. that. But I had, I would, I get so much, I got so much value from my clients by being friends with them and seeing some life. And then that helped me with the conversations when it came to like 
difficult stuff and it really kind of bonds you over time. And then you also kind of understand like the who's who's and you can build a relationship and drop names. Like it's all about those micro interactions where people perceive you or your brand mm-hmm. so from a, from a more shallow network perspective. I think social media can really aid, uh, aid. Well, I also think it's like top of mind. So one of the things that, you know, you, you want to find people in your network, they can connect you to people, but also you want to be a connector for others. Yeah. And you want to start as you start working and listening to the podcast and putting forth like rare and valuable skills and building your career capital. Eventually you're going to get to a place where people want to connect with you. And the way that you get people to want to connect with you is your top of mind. And the way that you're top of mind in 2022, the best way I found is to be super active on social. And it's crazy. So I have, I haven't been like consistent with social in my life ever. And so uh, almost 30 days ago. So again, short experiment. I'm hoping to find more success over time. But for the past four weeks, I have posted at least 15 different pieces of content across all social medias every single week. And so same content, but across multiple platforms. So, I mean, it's it's five different tweets a week, and they I post them on Instagram and Facebook. It's five tweet, tweet. five TikToks a week. Tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah. Okay. So five TikToks, five tweets, three Instagram posts, and then a bunch of stories. Yeah. So it's like it's like fifteen unique pieces of content. It's probably thirty con- pieces of content being shared across all my socials. And it's actually not that hard if you just spend like four hours and plan out the whole month. Like I plan out all my tweets, all my Instagram, all my Facebook. TikTok's the hardest one because you have to kind of like put the time in to record the videos. But, and so it's like almost no traction. Like, you know, I'm not like gaining followers. I'm not blowing up. But I've had like five meaningful conversations with people who have reached out to me about either connecting me with someone or asking me questions or advice that I wouldn't have had if I wasn't top of mind by posting on social. So that's what I mean by like, I'm trying to reinvigorate my like intentionality behind the network. And the way that I'm doing that now is, by being the connector for people and posting on social media um, a ton because I feel like I've built up enough career capital to like justify doing that and like having something reasonably valuable to say. Um, it's been really fun um, to like see some, some of the successes. Like I'm, I have somebody that's interviewing for 97 that, that reached out, which was really cool. Well, yeah. So let's talk about that because I think part of where I go down is, man, I don't want the I can't correlate that to actual success in the short term. And so I'd rather like not deal with the. Yes. Time on task over time. So what, what I'm doing but today, to what end? To be able to, the, the more like to be able to get up to, I'm trying to level up my network again. I feel like my network has been leveled up over the last like five years. I want to go to the, I want to take it to the next level. Do you ever go and unfriend people? No, no. my wife is like, Anyone that it, I try to filter bots on Facebook because Facebook this friend request. Other than that, I don't, I don't care who sees my. What are they going to see? Like I'm not putting anything up. So, what's the difference between like the social network and then like the intimate network? So, like I think about like a guy I can I can text to like go get like a a guy that um that I can text and get breakfast, get like actual like work advice from that's like really valuable. Like, well, so part of it is it's interesting because this just happened last week. Right. So one of the things that I've always said is one of the things I find and admire about successful people is they're pretty willing to share their success and share their stories. Like they don't hoard, they don't come from a, uh, like scarcity mindset. They usually come from an abundance mindset. And, and I think we've shared it once on the podcast, but I saw someone post on Facebook about like, 
people who criticize you are always a critic or like people rarely criticize people below them. Yeah, correct. And so it's like a, a lot of where I concentrate and stuff is like people criticizing me or doing this. It's like, okay, who are the people that are, that are super far up? So last week after we recorded the podcast, uh, we were talking and I was like, man, here's some problems I'm trying to deal with. And you were like, there's this guy that runs this company that's pretty large. That's been a VC guy and a CEO of a big company. Um, that I researched, that sounds really cool. So you were kind of like the connector. You like introduced me to him. I added him on LinkedIn that night. The next day he accepted it. I cold reached out to him. He said he didn't have time. I said, I'll, I'll, I will bend to your calendar. Just give me 15 minutes. He put 15 minutes on the calendar. We ended up talking for 50 minutes. And um, now he was like, call me anytime, email me anytime. I would love to. And we had a super valuable stuff. And I, would, I was able to add value to him because he's writing a book. And I can give some valuable perspectives because I use his software. So I was able to like also give value because that's a big thing about networking we should talk about is like the way you get value from people is you find ways to give value to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, buy the drinks. You know, that's the easy way to give value, like pay for people's time. Um, but I would ne- have never done that if I wasn't intentional about talking to you, you connecting me, like even by just like making yeah. me aware this guy existed and then reaching out and asking like, and so what I, I was talking to a coworker, I was like, I'm going to make this a new effort metric for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to at least one above my pay grade CEO every week and ask for a call. And maybe I'll look at the data and maybe nine out of 10 say no or don't respond. But that means five times a year, I'm going to get a conversation with someone who I had never got a conversation with. And at the end of that conversation, it's like, who do you know that I should connect with? I mean, it's kind of like when I was doing coaching with Dave, like, I, there's this, this is crazy. It's like, when was this? This is like a year ago. I could probably find it in my email where I was like, I really want to coach with this guy. Yeah. you did, Yeah. And I just pestered him until he agreed. And then I did six months of coaching and he's like my, literally like a hero of mine. Um, Start that, a is, that the, is that the same guy that we invited skiing? Uh-huh. So you can share that. So that's like where you, you're okay with no, like share that story. Cause that was funny. Yeah. So there's this dude, Dave Rogemoser made a company called proof. And, uh, anyway, he's just like a hero of mine in so many ways. And I was looking for a new coach and I ended up convincing him to be a coach, to be my coach for six months. It was great. So I did six months of coaching with him. It was awesome. Long story short, I probably have to look at the emails again. I imagine I had one or two small interactions with him before that, but the truth of the matter is, got an introduction call, um, gave him some a little bit of value, but asked like very specific, very direct. This is what I'm looking for, and are you a good person? I think that is an attractive thing. And so he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll invest two hours a month with you for the next six months." Yeah, great. So we did that, and. <laughs> anyway, so we became buddy buds. He made me a couple introductions. I got a ton of value out of it. It was awesome. Um, and then like after the stint was done, I was at a bar with you. I was texting my the, one of the people in the network, and I was like, "Oh, we should do a ski trip." He's like, "Man, we should invite Dave." And I was like, "Yeah, totally." He's like, "You want to text him?" Or I was like, "I will." So I text him. He was like, "Yeah, man, I'm only spending spending time with thirty million dollar company CEOs." And I was like, "Derp, derp, derp." <laughs> Hey, but thanks a lot for being yeah, it's honest. Good to be, yeah, it's good to be honest. Be like, hey, this is like the level to this, for a weekend commitment. Yeah, like he's trying to level up himself. And so, you know, I get that and I respect that. And that's cool. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I really look back very fondly at that time. In fact, his podcast is one of my favorite podcasts. That's actually when I reached out to him, I was like, dude, I've literally listened to like all of your podcasts and they're like everything I want yeah. to be in a podcast. He basically had such a great network. He knew a bunch of CEOs of like really awesome companies and he would say, hey, let's do conversations about how you were successful in your company. So it was yeah. like, it was a very, it was a defined podcast. And I think it was like 30 episodes. He had 30 CEOs and he made bobbleheads of all the different CEOs. And then that was his thank you gift for joining the bot, the podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So freaking awesome. You can listen to the episodes and the, the names he had on it were unbelievable. Um, and I think that was part of my introduction. Like I tried to get with him. I was like, Hey, I mean, I've got this podcast. This is before this podcast, my last podcast. And I've got these things going on and, and, and what can I can I be your coach? And so anyway, or can I be your student? Yeah. So look, let's let's talk to to get on the back end of this episode. Let's talk about some practical advice of how to use your time well to invest in networking. So start small, like you said, starting like locally with breakfast. I've actually had breakfast at least once a week for the past month because uh, now my new office is like right beside a bakery, and I spend way too much money going to breakfast because I walk right by it um, every day. And so I'm like, man, if I'm going to eat breakfast here, I might as well try to invite people. So I've been having breakfast with people in the morning for a network. And most, a lot of it's been like personal networking, which is, you know, still good because they can still, I can give them value. They can give me value. And then we can connect, you know, each other with different people in our networks and, and grow. And so one thing I would encourage people to do is look at time slots, like try not to waste all your lunches. Like try not yeah. to waste all your breakfast. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like find people, like join a chamber of commerce, like join your young professionals Facebook group and go on and just say, Hey, I have an open lunch with anyone. You know, I'm, I'm new to the area or I'm trying to expand my network or whatever. People love that stuff. Like, and be, you can be specific. I'm looking to improve my, my knowledge about marketing. Who would like to get lunch? Uh, my treat. You never know. It might be a total bust, but if you do it 10 times, you're going to get one or two winners. Right. And bust aren't like, what's a bust? Like just a, Awkward conversation, a $15 bill. Yeah. You deal with it. Yeah. 100%. So, and you know, I, I missed this. In Winston, they used to have these um, Thursday night gatherings of businesses. Your, your your city probably has one. There's like, yeah. Do you remember that? What was that called? It was called, I remember, I remember the last one I went to, they're like, we're not going to have it next week because of COVID. I was like, oh my gosh. This was like the week before the COVID shut down the world. Yeah. It's like, they are so overreacting. Like, this is crazy. Um, and then I think they shut Something down cafe. Yeah. Venture cafe, venture cafe. Venture cafe. Boom. Yeah. Nailed it. Anyway, that was awesome. And I would go and you can meet people and then you meet a couple of friends there and you just never know how these things develop. And a lot of them fizzle out, but worst case scenario, you're going to get to practice conversations and best case scenario, you're going to find your next person, whether it be jobs. And this is even from a leadership perspective, you know, they say that CEOs should spend, like, I don't know what, 25, 30% of their time just recruiting for future potential hires because you just never know. We should do a challenge because I was just thinking how people could expand their network and accountability is great. Like, you know, getting with people is great. We should spend the next X amount of time excluding anyone that we know or have been connected with so far and see who can get a, like, 30-minute conversation with, like, the highest, like largest CEO between the two of us in the next like two months to like push ourselves define large like a- assets under me like uh money the company is doing 
that doesn't necessarily, so I want to like clarify, like that doesn't correlate to value. Like there's probably a lot of people that would bring a lot of value, but that might just be a fun challenge for us. Like go have a comfort zone, cold reach out to people and see who can get like the biggest right, meeting. Right, right, hold on, hold on. First of all, I'm in a little bit of a different phase. So like, I, I think, I think I'm down for a challenge, but let's not do like the big, the biggest name up. I don't, maybe. How would you, yeah. It, it, the only reason to do that is just to d- d- determine a winner. So we could do it in a lot of ways. It could, it could be like just be like it could okay. be biggest social media following. It could be you biggest gotta, company. You got to do four meetings, and then like most interesting one wins. We could share the stories. That could be cool. Because frankly, where I'm motivated is like maybe a little bit more of my local scene because I've been super disconnected from local for like the last eighteen months. So like I'm trying to think about like more local stuff. I could tie it to work, but like work for me now is like unless it's a sales opportunity, like. Oh, it's not really work for like our company motivated, like to grow the company that, that like niches it down to people. Much. Yeah. It's like coaching. Hmm. So, okay. So let's do, yeah, we could do that instead of, instead of that four conversations with new people that we don't know. Most interesting one wins. Most interesting one wins. And we do an episode it, in it a can, few months. That's like recapping the four conversations. It can be like up for interpretation, which is more interesting, but I think there probably will be a winner. And probably the person with the biggest company will be the most interesting, I imagine. Do we want to do four? Yes. Yeah. That might take a while. Okay, you want to do two? I don't care. Let's do a date. Let's do a date because listen, you get more, you get more chances for interesting ones. Okay. Okay, so let's pull let's pull up the calendar. This is exciting podcasting. Listen, okay, so let's do um end of June. Done. So that's like 60 days. Uh, and I'm making half of June off. So nice. <laughs> you get a real leg up. <laughs> All right. So by the end of June, so first week in July, we'll record an episode and oh we'll bring God, back God. our findings of our new network to put our career capital you know, to the test because we want to grow it. after one or two whiskeys drinks. Yeah, done. Cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. So end of, end of June, we'll record a podcast. We'll follow up. And um, what we want you to do, if you're listening to this, is we want you to come along us with this challenge. How many people can you add to your network and really just by that mean, have a good conversation with them, ask them questions, see if you can learn things, see who they could connect you with and see how you could bring value to them and uh, see how many conversations you can have in the next 60 days. And then um, when we record the episode, uh, comment on, on social media and let us know your craziest stories, your most interesting stories with your network, because I can guarantee you anyone listening, if you commit to the next 60 days of expanding your network, it's only going to be positive. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it would be a really good exercise for growing your career capital. And what it will also do is it will bring a mirror to areas that you're poor in, whether it's social skills, whether it's the ability to bring value to other skills, whether it's being coachable. Um, because when you, get in, when you get in a room with someone that's just hyper successful or hyper intelligent, it just makes you want to be a better person. I, in the very beginning of my career, um, the very beginning of my career, I was doing this and I had a conversation with a guy about, I was just humbly asking him about like stuff. And he asked me, how much money do you make? And at the time I made $30,000 and he said, and I told him, oh, I make 30 grand. He's like, I give out bonuses of that amount. Come work for me. So you never know what kind of conversations might come out. I didn't. Right, but that kind of blew my mind because at the time, the concept of a $30,000 bonus never occurred to me. And I'll never forget the first time that I received a bonus 
in excess of that dollar amount. And I thought to myself, holy smokes, I made it. And also, while it was nice, it didn't really impact me like I thought it would at the time, right? So I just never forget, like, that was a conversation that happened and later on in my career. It actually happened. Yeah, it's that- like, oh, it wasn't, like, the crazy unbelievable world that I thought it would be. I mean, that's a really good point. That's one of the reasons why I'm trying to be intentional about, about getting my, like upgrading my network and and reaching out to people because my problems and what I'm trying to accomplish when I talk to people that are like light years ahead of me, it's like laughable to them that those are my problems because they're so simple for them. Yeah, correct. Or it's like, Oh, I need to make this much money or I need to do this or I need to do. And they're like, what are you talking? This is easy. There's a hundred things that I could think of where you could accomplish that. Cause they know, because it's like, once you've solved the problem and you so far past it, like we're not that far along. And so it's like, man, we could take any high school student or any college grad that is dealing with problems like early in their career, like, you know, entry level jobs and be like, dude, these are easy problems. Like one, I can give you really great advice, give you really great books, connect you with really great people. And two, I have some job opportunities that are probably better than what you have in front of you right now. So the mountain that you see is very easily overcomable because I've overcome it so long ago. So what I want to do is find people that are 20 years ahead of me. So these problems that I'm dealing with of like, scaling a company from like you know 30 to 50 employees or scaling a company to this many dollars or creating a new company um, within my company or acquiring a new company i want to find someone who's done that a hundred times and they're like dude these problems are so easy like the solution is so simple because i've done it so much and it's so familiar to me even though it's foreign to you and that's one of the biggest advantages for me of um, a network is finding people who can look at the mountain that you're standing in front of that you can't imagine how to tackle and they can talk it's almost like they not belittle it in a negative sense, but they like, it's such a big deal to you. Cause when you're making 30 grand finances is a big deal. Yeah. Right. And they just look at it like, dude, you'll get past this. Like, here's the, what the other side looks like. Well, and it was also like really empowering for me to be like a guy, like looked at me and be like, come work for me. That would yeah. be pretty cool. Like that bolsters the spirit that motivates hundred percent. So if you're still listening to this episode, thank you so much. Uh, Follow us on social media, interact with us, come along with us on this challenge that we just made up on the spot in the next 60 days. How many good, interesting conversations can you have? And what was the most interesting one that you did have? If you commit to this, you will be on your way to increasing your career capital, which is just a rare and valuable skill that people will pay you money for. And networking is certainly uh, one of those skills that will help you progress in your career and help you get to work on something that is meaningful. Yeah. If all the conversations go bust, worst case, you'll be where you are today. Right. hundred percent. So yeah, go out, make some cold LinkedIn messages and see where it takes you. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. It's the Bros Before CEOs podcast. Bro, I'm not your bro, bro. If for 10 years, if you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do. I think people can choose to be not ordinary. You're not everything you could be, and you know it. Bro, take it easy, okay? 